0: Sports Radio 93 7 The Fan, continuing on this conference realignment talk. And before we go to the phone lines, I just want to bring up a, a Twitter thread from David Hale. And, and David Hale is just outstanding. Works for ESPN, covers the ACC, based out of Charlotte, really wired in. Obviously, this is an unpredictable topic, but I just want to go through a couple things the bottom line here is you know the he goes through essentially five outcomes or five potential solutions or results from this latest kind of tiff in in college athletics was specific concern for the ACC the the, the refrain is there's no easy answer you look at the financials if you're looking at 10 to 15 20 million dollars behind per school basically there's five He goes through five potential directions this could go. One, everyone waits till 2036 to make a move. Two, Notre Dame joins or there's other expansion. Three, ESPN renegotiates. Four, the league is dissolved. Five, schools fight the granted rights in court. We've been talking about the granted rights, and it's been widely reported to be ironclad, very difficult to get out of you could pay the penalty, you can leave, you can go to another league, but you wouldn't be able to get paid because the ACC would know would own rather your your rights. So on paper not a desirable route to go down unless you're able to fight it in court and win somehow. But you signed it. So we shall see. Crazy things have happened. Option 1, everyone waits. Probably not going to be the case. With everything going on, this is, I, I'm summarizing now, paraphrasing. Notre Dame, doesn't sound like Notre Dame wants to join the Atlantic Coast Conference. Doesn't sound like Jack Swarbrick, their AD, was even in Amelia Island for the AD meetings. That's what David Hale's reporting. So it would seem that they're content to either stay independent or join another league. And again, there's contractual obligation to the ACC where there would be a a penalty paid if they joined another league, but it's quite frankly trivial compared to the earning potential that Notre Dame would bring to any league. The third option would be Notre Dame joining. Number four, the Magnificent Seven dissolves the league. The issue with that is where do they go? The Big Ten hasn't said if they're going to expand. If they do, Oregon, Washington, who makes sense to fit the Big Ten model? If academics and a well-rounded athletic program really are paramount, it'd be the UVAs, the North Carolinas of the world. Would it be Clemson or Florida State? Perhaps. Again, football drives this thing. But I encourage you to check out this thread. on Twitter again David Hale at David at a David Hale joint really does a great job diving into this and there's been a lot of pundits Brett McMurphy included that have commented specifically on Pitt's place in this and the, the quite frankly the in summary a lot, a lot of people don't know but I want to talk about Pitt's position and why I think it's strong but first let's go to Gideon on the south side Gideon how are you
1: I'm good thanks how are you I'm doing great that's good to hear I think Pitt's going to be in good shape no matter what for two reasons. For, first of all, they have a good athletic director. Heather Lake has proven to be smart and savvy. Uh, um, she's been so innovative in what she's brought to the university. I, I have confidence that she'll uh, shepherd Pitt into a good landing spot. The, the second reason why I think Pitt's in really good shape is we're, we're talking about football. And let's, let's face facts, the money behind football is driving the whole thing. But when you think about the non-revenue sports, I mean, look how good Pitt's been in soccer and women's volleyball over the last couple, three years. They're, they're in the conversation for what's it called, the Director's Cup? Yep. The, who, who wouldn't want them in their conference? Who, who would not want a school with a good academic background? You don't really see a lot of scandals in Pitt's athletic department. And they're in, com- in the conversation for the Director's Cup. Conferences should be lining up to recruit Pitt to join. That's uh, that's my thoughts on the matter.
0: I love it, Gideon. That's a great transition. I appreciate the call. You know, I agree. I, I think his first point is well taken. You know, there's not an athletic director across the country, and I, I think next week we'll prove it. Heather Likes up for Sports Business Journal's Athletic Director of the Year. There'll be a dinner in New York City next Wednesday, I believe, where she will find out if she has uh, been named. that. But to be in the conversation is – it's, it's an award in and of itself. Uh, she has so boldly positioned Pitt as a prominent brand and, and is invested in that being a sustainable proposition, not just in football or basketball. And that's, you know, we know, as Gideon said, football drives this thing. Pitt's won 20 games in two seasons, won an ACC championship. Again, I mentioned earlier, Pitt's the only school that doesn't have a paw print in orange and white on their logo that's won an ACC championship in a long time. A long time. And it wasn't a fluke. They beat Clemson that year as well. I don't care if Clemson was down or not. I don't care if the league was down or not. won an ACC championship. Won nine games last year and probably should have won 111. But should have, could have, would have. Six first round, Six draft picks, two years in a row with first-round picks. Pat Narduzzi deserves a lot of credit for what he's done with football, but look at what Heather's done, bringing credibility to the entire department. Sports that, and we've talked about this on this show, we've talked to Heather about it, sports that I would have said, just based on being at Pitt, going to school at Pitt, knowing this region, didn't have much of a chance to be successful, not only in the ACC but nationally, are now – Among the standard bearers in the ACC, men's soccer didn't win a conference game in ACC play until Jay Vidovich was hired. Women's soccer, obviously, Randy Waldron is another national championship-winning coach. Volleyballs become a flag bearer for Pitt athletics, and they only prove they only they only would seem to keep getting better, multiple Final Fours, and who knows where that will continue to happen. The thing I also respect about Heather and, and how she handles this that she's committed to excellence, and that's obviously you know, a, a, a statement that is said a lot, but she's had to make some tough calls and make changes with coaches that she's hired in sports that maybe you, you could say, oh, we'll just take a pass on this. No, no, nothing less than excellence. Making changes, it's hard to do. I've just been three coaching searches in the last four, four or five weeks, five, six weeks in Pitt. With gymnastics, obviously, women's basketball, and now softball. An expectation that Pitt competes for that Director's Cup Top 50, which is not a place that Pitt has ever been. And certainly they've been positioned strongly coming out of the fall and coming out of the winter going from sixth in the fall standings to 22nd now, firmly in the top 25. We'll see how the spring plays out. But that well-rounded nature of your department is going to be important if there is realignment, not to mention the quality of of the school and the strength of the alumni base, fundraising continuing to improve in a top 30 media market, in a top 30 media market. But it comes down to football, and it comes down to continued performance in football. Not only on the field, but in terms of the growth of the brand. In a pit, since the year 2000, in all likelihood, will have produced four pro football Hall of Famers before it's all said and done. From that era alone, Darrell Revis, Larry Fitzgerald after that, Aaron Donald after that, and I think LaShawn McCoy gets in at some point. Not a whole lot of places can say that. Not a whole lot of places can say that. And they'll continue to escalate and catapult themselves up the, the rankings in terms of the number of Pro Football Hall of Famers. This program has, is steeped in tradition and history and has become incredibly relevant nationally. It has a brand. They have a style of play. There's continuity. These are things that are important. Pitt could not say that when they entered the ACC in 2011 had just been a coaching change there was going to to be another one at the end of that season couldn't have been told at that time but it was the Iowa game in 2011 where the news broke Todd Graham was the coach that obviously ended unceremoniously in came Paul Chris for a few years Pat Narduzzi's been here ever since been in two ACC championship games won one of them so Pitt's an attractive brand and they've produced and that's the key is to continue to win. To continue to win and to put yourself out there. Ultimately, I think the ACC is better together. I think there is a – the collection of schools makes sense. I think there is – while it may not be a financially prudent move in terms of you know, bringing a windfall of cash – I think there's opportunity for selective expansion. I think there are schools that are entering the Big 12 that would prefer to be in the ACC or in the Big 12 that would prefer to be in the ACC. I'm not going to name names, but if I had to give two examples, it would be Cincinnati and West Virginia. I mean, every so often, there there comes this time in the calendar, and it's typically May, June, where, where the world's going to end and Pitt's going to be irrelevant. Look what happened to Cincinnati when conference realignment happened in 2010 through 2012. No seat at the table. They were just in a college football playoff. They are just in a playoff. and They hosted game day. It's about investing in your program, improving your brand, and certainly positioning yourself with allies. And that's what we'll talk about next. The regional component of this thing. Why do Pitt and West Virginia, Cincinnati, dare I say Penn State, Syracuse need to lock arms? We've seen this kind of happen before. We saw Virginia Tech, Miami, Boston College leave the Big East for the ACC. But there has been a power centralization south of the south of the Mason-Dixon line in college football. The SEC runs the show. But there is a lot of good football being played up north here in the Midwest as well. And it's important for those schools to band together. Pitt is a central piece of that puzzle. Take your calls as well next, 412-928-9370. Panthers Insider rolls on. We're driven by PGT Trucking. You're listening to 93.7 The Fan.